Welcome to Christian Faith Center. We're a church that meets in multiple locations. If you'd like to know more about our church, just head to our website, experiencecfc.com. Thanks for joining us. It is always my great honor and privilege to be able to speak on Mother's Day, and I am extra excited because last year was weird. It was 2020, and we were all online, and I didn't get to preach, and so I am extra excited to preach today. I feel like God has given me a fantastic word to share with you. I hope it blesses you guys, and I just want to take a quick second, and are you guys enjoying the party that we're having right now, the light party behind us? I, um, I, I always joke, my dad calls me the party planner. I'm always in charge of planning parties, so I'm like, this is great. This is just perfect. It's just fine. Everything's great. So I love it. Just have fun with it, okay? Um, I'm sure they'll get it worked out, but hey, I am so excited, as excited as these lights are. Um, before we jump in, I have... Um, I have a lot of scripture. I have, you know, three points. I heard the best sermon is three points. So I'm going to share with you three great points today. And before we jump in, let's pray. Lord, we thank you for today. God, thank you for Mother's Day. Thank you for all the moms here. We thank you, God, that you have given us mothers to love us, to nurture us. Lord, we just bless them. We pray they would be blessed today. Lord, would your word uh, just come out so clear in me today? Would people be impacted? Would lives be changed? And God, we just thank you again for such an amazing day and an incredible church. We pray we would be built up in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, so I have been praying. I knew this day was coming, and so I've been praying and praying and asking the Lord, you know, what should I share about? Should I share about joy or maybe peace or radiance or miracles? You know, I'm praying about all these things. And the Lord has been speaking to me so, so clear that I'm going to be speaking to you today about seasons of suffering. The Lord told me that, and I was like, really? <laughs> but I like joy and peace and all those other things so much more than seasons of suffering. And uh, But it was so clear. God's given me such a good word. And so I want to read to you. I'm going to be talking about, if I had to give my sermon a title, it would be In the Mouth of a Lion. In the Mouth of a Lion. So if you would, open your Bibles, 1 Peter 5, I'm going to read 8 through 11, 1 Peter 5, 8 through 11. If you've been at church for any number of years, you might know this scripture, Um, but 1 Peter 5, 8 through 11 says, be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. Resist him. Stand firm in the faith because you know that the family of believers throughout the world is undergoing the same kind of sufferings. And the God of all grace who called you to his eternal glory in Christ after you have suffered a little while will, res- will himself restore you and make you strong. Stand firm and f- steadfast. To him be the power forever and ever. Amen. The devil prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. And I feel like there are so many people that are in this place today. We are 
a generation that is overwhelmed by pain. We are overwhelmed by pain. We can easily become overwhelmed, especially with last year. And I I hate to even keep talking about 2020, but the effects of it are astronomical. 2020 was a devastating year for many. Yes, many good good things came out of it. I enjoyed spending extra game time with my kids and, you know, time at home. But the sudden change, the sudden shift, our sudden loss of pretty much everything normal in our life happened almost overnight. And to think that that did not impact us negatively is, is wrong right? 2020 was hard. It was something that we all went through together. We were all overwhelmed. And it was funny because I didn't even, I'm such a positive person that I didn't even realize that I was overwhelmed in 2020. What I love is the fact that Sometimes you don't even notice it right away, right? You are overwhelmed and you don't know it because you don't really recognize it right away. I want to give you some signs that you might be overwhelmed. Are you constantly checked out? Are you always scrolling the Facebook, the Instagram, ignoring what's around you? Are you filled with anxiety and fear of the future? Are you emotionally closed off? Do you not want to let people in? Are you easily angered? Does it come out in an instant? Are you stressed, irritable? I feel like sometimes the devil, he he roams around like a lion. And have you guys ever seen a lion going after their prey? They are quiet. They will stalk you through the grass and they will jump. And you don't always see it coming. And so many of us, we didn't see it coming. We didn't realize that the devil had us in his mouth and we were being overwhelmed. Are you overwhelmed today? I was reading some shocking stats from uh, APA. They do stats on stress and different things each year. And they just put out in April the stats from last year. And it shows that 87% of Americans have felt prolonged stress with over half of those people citing anxiety as a stress symptom. 87%. So when I'm asking the question, do you feel overwhelmed? I know there are at least 87% of you that can relate to this question of feeling overwhelmed. And what I thought was so shocking is the APA also reports that Gen Z is feeling it the most. They are the most overwhelmed and anxious and stressed. And it cites social uncertainty, social issues are the top reasons for the stress. They don't know when they're going to go to school. They don't know how to plan their future. I think about these 20-somethings and I'm like, my God, (laughs) I feel so bad for people right now trying to plan their life make a plan for what they're doing, and they are feeling overwhelmed. I feel like mental health is actually, it's a huge buzzword right now, right? Everything's mental health, and what can we do about it? But I want to encourage you today that the mental health issue is not a new issue. It's not just now coming up. It's always been around, and actually the Bible addresses it. 
And I think it's so important that we address it and we acknowledge that 87% of us have either felt or are feeling overwhelmed, whether it's anxiety or depression, whatever that looks like, however it manifests in your life. If you feel trapped in the lion's mouth, it happens to all of us. It's important that we acknowledge that this is not new and the Bible addresses it. I was reading in the Bible in Psalm 77. If you guys want to write this down, this psalm brings me so much peace and so much joy. And I'm going to explain to you why. Psalm 77, I'm going to start in verse 4 and read down to verse 10. You don't let me sleep. I am too distressed to even pray. I think of the good old days, long since ended, when my nights were filled with joyful songs. I search my soul and ponder the difference now. Has the Lord rejected me forever? Will he never again be kind to me? Is his unfailing love gone forever? Has his promises permanently failed? Has God forgotten to be gracious? Has he slammed the door on his compassion? And then I said, this is my fate. The Most High God has turned his hand against me. Overwhelmed. Overwhelmed by pain. If you have been there or if you are there right now, I want to bring you some good news today. You do not have to stay overwhelmed. You do not have to stay in the mouth of a lion. There is a way out I want to read to you these scriptures. Malachi 3.11 says, I, God, will rebuke the devourer. Second Chronicles 16.9 says, The eyes of the Lord search the whole earth in order to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. You see, the devil is not the only one roaming around looking for people. The eyes of the Lord search the whole earth looking for whom he can strengthen. He is looking for you. He is looking for who he can strengthen. If you need strength today to get out of that mouth of the lion, he is looking for you. He is with you. He will rebuke the devourer. And God said, after you have suffered a little while, he will himself restore you, making you strong. He will make you strong again. You do not have to stay in the mouth of a lion. Yes, it is real. Yes, the struggle is real. But we have to understand that our God is with us. Our God is with us. He wants to strengthen us. You will make it out of the mouth of a lion. Amen? I love this because... I want to give you some practical things. I want to talk to you very simply about how to get out of the mouth of a lion. How do you get out? The answer is simple. Instead of being overwhelmed by pain, we must become overwhelmed by promises. We must become overwhelmed by the promises of God. God gives us so many good promises. I want to keep reading to you Psalm 77. Remember how I said it brings me great joy? Psalm 77. Okay, well, the first half is quite depressing. Okay, he has lost all hope. He said, I can't even open my mouth 
to pray. I am overwhelmed. But if we keep reading Psalm 77, if we start in verse 11, we ended at verse 10. Let's pick this up in verse 11. But then I recall all that you have done, O Lord. I remember your wonderful deeds of long ago. They are constantly in my thoughts. I cannot stop thinking about your mighty works. Oh God, your ways are holy. Is there any God as mighty as you? You are the God of great wonders and you demonstrate your awesome power among the nations. He said, but then I recall. If you have a Bible, I highlight that scripture. Then I recalled. You see, God is not afraid of our struggle. He is not afraid of our questions. He is not afraid of our emotions. We all have them. We all struggle. But the important thing is not to stay there, friends. Do not stay in the struggle. But then I recalled, oh Lord, all that you have done, all of your great wonders, everything that you have done long ago. He remembered. Do not forget what God has done. Or can I say it this way? Do not develop spiritual amnesia. We, okay, we forget things so quickly. I know I can't be the only one. Have you guys ever done this where you're like really busy, start doing something, you walk into a room and then you're like, why, why did I walk in here? What am I looking for? Seriously, I have two young boys, right? They are nine and uh, five. Oh my gosh, he's already five. And so we're very busy. I can be doing stuff, looking for something. I'm trying to do the laundry. I walk over here and I see this, right? Does anyone else ever do this? You're like, oh my gosh, I'm trying to do the laundry. I walk over here and I see the dishes. Then I'm like, okay, hold on. I got to do this real quick. And then you go over here and then I'll walk into the bedroom. I'm like, what am I, what was I doing? What, what was, (laughs) what? in the world was I coming in here for? Was I grabbing a snack? I don't know. I guess I'm going to grab a snack. So we, we forget so quickly. I feel like sometimes we start talking about 2020 and people will be like, oh yeah, you remember when blah, 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 we ran out of this. And I'm like, oh no, I have totally blocked it out. (laughs) Anyone else be like, I'm blocking out 2020. It did not happen. Okay. I'm just skipping that year, doubling up this year, right? We forget things so quickly. And when we are in a season of suffering, when we are in the mouth of a lion, the devil wants us to think that you are all alone, that God is not with you. It feels like it's going to last forever. You, you somehow forget God's promises to you are true. And so I want to give to you three very practical things that you can do when you are feeling overwhelmed, when you feel like you are in a season of suffering, on how to become overwhelmed by God's promises. You can do these three things. You can take them in, you can write them down, and you can speak them out. If you're taking notes today, you better write that down. To become overwhelmed by the promises of God, you have to take them in, you have to write them down, and you have to speak them out. When we take them in, what does that mean? That simply means read 
your Bible. Read it every day. And I will tell you what, you will not want to read it. (laughs) If I am being seriously honest, when you are in a season of suffering, I know for me, when I finally realized in 2020, I was like, you know, I actually, I don't think I'm doing great. Like, this is weird. I'm usually not very uh, anxious or angry. I noticed all of a sudden my kids would be doing something and be like, stop it, you know, and the anger was there. It was right there. I'm like, something is off. And so I knew I had to go to the word of God, but I don't, you don't want to go to the word of God. You do not want to do the things that you need to do when you are in a season of suffering. And that's very normal. I feel like for us to, to read the Bible, it will not come to us easily. It will not come to us naturally, but I really want to implore you to push through Because when you read the Bible, you see what he did. You're reminded of God's promises. I love what uh, Charles Spurgeon said. He said, nobody ever outgrows scripture. The book widens and deepens with our years. We can never outgrow the Bible. In seasons of pain, we have to cling to the word of God. We must take it in. Romans 10, 17 says, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Let me tell you, when you are going through seasons of suffering, you will not want to do it, but you must. It might feel dry. It might feel hard, but you will keep going and you will keep reading it and you will keep reading it. I spend 15 minutes at least each day reading the word and you keep reading it and reading it and reading it until you get a word and God speaks to you. It may take weeks. It may take months, but keep reading it. Take in the word of God. Matthew 4, 4 says, but then he answered and I said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. We can't make it without taking in the word. We must take in the promises of God. The second thing you can do when you're feeling overwhelmed or in the mouth of a lion is you can write them down. You can write them down. Jeremiah 30 verse 2 says, Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, write in a book all the words that I have spoken to you. He wanted Jeremiah to be able to relay what he was speaking. You have to write down what God is speaking to you. Proverbs 7, 3, talking about the law, he says, tie them on your finger as a reminder. Write them deep within your heart. Keep a journal. Keep a journal. And I really struggle with this because I, okay, I'm going to be very honest with you guys. Don't judge me. I don't like to journal because I never fill an entire journal. Anybody with me? Okay, I buy this beautiful journal. It's all pretty and flowery. And, you know, I buy the cute pens and I'm like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And then I start journaling and I'm going to fill it out, right? And then like four weeks in, I'm like, meh. And then a month goes by and then I'm like, well, I can't, I've already missed a month. I, I can't, you know, but I can't get a new one because this one's not full. So you know what I told myself? I said, you know what? No matter what, someone told me this and I was like, this is great advice and I'm going to steal this. Okay. Just get a new journal every year. It solves my problem. It's brand new every year. Doesn't matter if it's full or not. 
Just plan on getting yourself a new one every year and write in it. When you're reading the Bible, when you're reading in the word, you're taking in the promises of God. When you are praying, write everything down in a journal. Because what did I say before? We develop spiritual amnesia so quickly. (laughs) We forget what God has done. We forget how far we've come. We may not be where we want to be, but we are a heck of a lot further than we were before. I know that's my story. I'm like, well, I know I'm not perfect (laughs) by any means, okay? But I'm definitely not who I was before. And how do I remind myself of that? I go back and I read these journal pages. And I write it all down, all of it. I write, I'm just going to give you some practical tips. I write like I'm talking to God. Lord, today was the worst. My kids were crazy. And I just start writing and writing. And then by the end of it, I'm like, thank you, Lord, for my children. You know, and so by the time you start, right? Yes, that's how it starts, right? We're like, "Ah, let me just get it all out. You know, just write it down. I am not a verbal processor. I like to process things internally. I am more of an introvert um, than my husband is more of the extrovert. I have learned how to be more of an extrovert in certain seasons or situations, but I like to process internally. If you are an introverted person, if you like your alone time, if you are refreshed by being alone, grab a journal and write things down. Write down how you're feeling. Write down what God has done for you. Write down the miracles that he has done in your life so that when you are in the mouth of a lion, you can pick up that journal and you can say, I remember when. Or you can say it this way, but then I recall all that God has done for me. You have to write them down. Write them down. And then the last practical thing to get you through the season of suffering is you have to speak them out. You have to do it. And for me, this was probably the hardest part because again, I am an internal processor, but it is so important that we verbalize the the promises of God. You have to speak them out loud. And so for me, what this looks like is I am in the shower or my car, wherever I'm not with my children, okay, because they're with me all the time. Um, So I'm like, all right, shower, car drives, right, to work. I'm like, all right. And I will just start speaking out loud, praying out loud, thanking God out loud. And you will be surprised. Sometimes you're like, God, I have nothing to be thankful for. You guys have those days where you're like, I have nothing to be thankful for. (laughs) Okay, I'm the only one. It's fine. No other real people here. Just find one thing that you are thankful for. God thank you for waking me up today. And as soon as you say that out loud, you will think of something else to be thankful for. And then all of a sudden you're like, thank you, Lord, for waking me up today. Thank you, God, that I have a job to go to. Thank you, Lord, for this car that's driving me to work. It may not be the best car, but it drives me to work. And thank you, Lord, for my work, even though it's not my favorite job, it pays the bills. And Lord, thank you for my family. Thank you for my kids. Thank you for my home. Like you can go on and on and on. And all of a sudden, by the time you're done speaking it out, you're like, I feel so much better. You can remind yourself of the promises of God. You have to speak it out loud. And it will probably be weird at first. (laughs) If you are not used to speaking out loud, if you are new to Christianity in any way, I meet meet Christians a lot. We'll be, you know, in a group or whatever, like, oh, I'm going to pray around the circle. And you're like, no, thank you. (laughs) Just pass right over me. (laughs) 
I did that for years. I'm like, no, I, uh-uh, I don't know what to say, right? Now I'm like, now I just talk, right? I just, this is me. How I'm talking right now, that's how I pray. That's how I talk. That's, I, I just am who I am. And when you begin to do that, it's going to be a little weird at first if you're not used to it. If you're used to it, keep doing it. It will remind you of the promises of God. It will help you to step out of that mouth of a lion, to step out of the seasons of suffering. We have to remember, do not develop spiritual amnesia. Remember the promises of God. Be overwhelmed by the promise instead of pain. And you will come out. Because after a little while, you will come out of the mouth of the lion. So when God brings us through hard seasons, it's not for nothing. We all go through them. We'll go through multiple seasons of suffering in our life. Maybe different seasons at the same time. (laughs) Right? You could be doing this season over here and then this season starts right here. Right? We have different seasons and it's not for anything. I want to encourage you and this is what I really, really want to get into your heart today is that when we step out of the mouth of a lion, God wants to give you the mouth of a lion. It is not... For nothing. When you step out of that season of suffering, God will give you the mouth of a lion. He gives you a mouth of a lion. And he gives you the mouth of a lion for two reasons. And it is to proclaim and it is to praise. To proclaim and to praise. 2 Timothy verse 4 17 through 18 says, but the Lord stood by me and strengthened me so that though, so that through me, the message would be fully proclaimed and that all the Gentiles would hear it. So I was delivered from the mouth of the lion and the Lord will rescue me from every evil action and bring me safely into his heavenly kingdom to him be the glory forever. Amen. He will deliver you from the mouth of the lion so that the message can be proclaimed. Psalms 9 verse 13 through 14 says, Lord, have mercy on me. See how my enemies torment me. Snatch me back from the jaws of death. Save me so that I can praise you publicly at Jerusalem's gate so that I can rejoice that you have rescued me. And it doesn't stop there. Psalms 92, or excuse me, Psalms 22, verse 19 through 22 says, O Lord, do not stay far away from me. You are my strength. Come quickly to my aid and save me from the sword. Spare my precious life from these dogs. Snatch me from the lion's jaw, from the horns of the wild oxen. I will proclaim your name to my brothers and sisters, and I will praise you among the assembled people. You will come out of your season that you are in. And it is so that you can have a mouth of a lion to proclaim God's goodness and to praise him for it. I am so thankful for that. And God is really putting this on my heart. When we are on the other side of a season of suffering, we come out bigger We come out stronger. You will be more aware of God's presence 
in your life, and he wants you to share it with others. He wants to weaponize your story. If your story stays inside you, it goes nowhere. It was for you only and no one else. And to me, that seems a little selfish. God has put a story inside of you and it must not stay there. You must allow God to weaponize it. You must speak with the voice of a lion. Acts 18 verse 9 says, One night the Lord spoke to Paul in a vision. Do not be afraid. Keep on speaking. Do not be silent. You have to use the mouth that God gave you to proclaim and to praise. We have to overwhelm people with the goodness of God. People are overwhelmed. We have established this. 87% of people in America have experienced prolonged stress. We have to be the catalyst. We are the church. If we do not speak the good news, how will they hear? They will be stuck in a season of suffering. And when you just came out of a season of suffering, and if you don't speak that out to someone else, that is so selfish. We have to share it with others. It can be terrifying to share your story with others. But I really want to encourage you today to speak boldly like a lion because God is with you. He has set you free. He has gone with you in your season of suffering. And you might be asking um, the question today, how do I even share my story? How do I do that simply? Well, I want to give it to you this way. I really like the C.S. Lewis model. It's simple and practical. I like to be very simple and practical, if you can't tell. Simple and practical. How do you share your story? Write this down if you're taking notes. You share the before, the how, and the after. It is so simple. What was it like before? What was your struggle? What was your season? What did you feel like you were going through when you were in the mouth of the lion? Was it financial struggles, marriage struggles, anxiety, depression, whatever you were dealing with, what was your before? And I really want to encourage you, you do not need to be overly uh, detailed. You just need to share your before. You do not need to air dirty laundry and name names. You just need to be real and honest because this generation is looking for real and honest. There are so many filters (laughs) in this life. We need to be real. It is encouraging when I know that someone has been through something and has come out the other side. You share your before. You share your how. How did God come through for you? And it can be simple. How did he come through? Was it a word of encouragement? Was it an idea? Was it a miracle? Was it trusting him with the problem? Was it the simple facts that someone brought you to church? What is your how? And then the most important part, and this should sound like praise, what does it look like after? What does it look like after? This is the focus, not the before. This is the focus, the after. How has your life changed? The Bible says he makes all things new. What is new in your life? Is there new peace? Is there new joy? Is there new financial blessings? Is there a new miracle? Is there a new word of encouragement? What is new in your life? You share that and that should sound like praise. 
if it doesn't sound like praise yet, God is still working. And you might not be ready to share that story. But if you have a story that says, this is my before, this is how God met me, and this is what it looks like after. And if that sounds like praise, please share your story. I'll give you a simple example. I'll use my own story. What does that look like? Before I was a lost, broken drug addict, just like my husband. Well, not just like, I'm not that tall. And I never went to prison, so. (laughs) Sorry, babe. But that's my before. You don't need to know the details. I'm not going to name names. But I was a broken, lost, hurting soul. How? Two girls picked me up off the side of the road in one of my lowest moments. Gave me the shoes off of their feet because I didn't have any at the time. And they invited me to church. And the preacher preached Jesus. And I accepted Jesus. Because they invited me to church. What's my after? (laughs) I am a born again child of God. And I am preaching to you here today. That's it. That's how you share your story. It has to be simple. It has to be easy. And you have to share it because if he did it for me, then he can do it for you. And if he did it for you, then he can do it for you. And then if he did it for you, then he can do it for you. And if he did it for you, then he can do it for you. We need to speak with the mouth of a lion. Revelations 12, 11 says, and they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. That is how we overcome. That is how we become an overcoming people. If he, does it, if he did it for me, he can do it for you. If you're in a season of suffering, you won't stay there forever. It is a season and God is looking for you. He is looking for you. So I'm gonna pray for two people today. I'm gonna, I'm gonna even have our prayer teams come up. I wanna first, I wanna pray for people to be bold as lions today. Do not be afraid to share your story because we all have been through seasons. And then I'm going to pray for a second group of people if you're in a season of suffering. God, would you guys bow your heads and close your eyes? Let's just take a minute to pray. Lord, I pray for every person here today. I pray for every person to be as bold as a lion. God, you have put a story in their mouth. Would they share it? boldly with others? Would they encourage and bless people around them? Would they be real and honest, Lord? Would they encourage, God, would you encourage people to not be afraid to speak out and to speak up what God has done in their life? God, I pray for people to be a bold generation, that we would not be muzzled, Lord, but that we could share the good news and overwhelm a generation with promise instead of pain. Lord, I pray for boldness today over your people in Jesus' name. Amen. And before we're dismissed today, I want to acknowledge that there are people in a season of suffering. They feel like they are pressed down by the mouth of a lion. And if you feel that today, I want to pray for you. And I want to encourage you to receive prayer after the service because it is just a 
season and God is looking for you. If you guys would just keep your heads bowed and your eyes closed. If you're in a season of suffering and you want me to pray for you, just raise your hand. I just want to pray for you in your season. Lord, I, God, you see all the hands going up. Lord, God, would you touch them and bless them and strengthen them in this season? Lord, would you encourage them? Would you bring them a new peace and a new joy? And Lord, would there be breakthrough that comes, Lord, as they read and as they write it down and as they proclaim it out loud, Lord, would you remind them of your goodness? Remind them that you are with them and that this is a season and it will not last forever no matter what the enemy tells them. This is not gonna last forever. And Lord, we bless your name. Bless your people in Jesus' name. Amen and amen.